Hey guys, I'm back. This is my review for Power Book Two. Um, uh, this is the uh, <laughs> episode. Can you get it out right? Episode six. So we back from the winter break, or not winter break? I guess the mid-season break, and we are back with the with the jump off, as they call it. Look, <clears throat> Lorenzo's home, and they shook the table. Lorenzo is causing all kinds of concerns and confusion and just he's acting as though nothing has changed since he left 10 years ago. The world has, you know, stopped when he went to prison and now he's back and now he's back on, you know, on point with everything. And that's an unrealistic viewpoint. Okay. But I will say this, he is watching and observing. He is paying attention to his surroundings, and I'm going to see how he moves. So we have his welcome home party, right? And you got all of these other drug dealers and folks that's about that life at the party. And, you know, <laughs> he's treating his wife, Monet, as if she, back like she's a housewife, like she wasn't a part of the life, like she just took home, took care of the kids. And that's pretty much it. Even though when he got locked up, he taught her the game before he got locked up and had her to take over. Like he still was giving commands and stuff from the prison, but she was also doing some moving and shaking because she's now the face of the family. She's now got to keep things together. So he's treating her like a regular old housewife. And basically he done told her, oh, that what you used to do is over. You can retire now. You don't have anything to worry about. I'm back and I'm in control and you can pick up these dishes. Because even her daughter, what's her name? Diana. Diana was like, mom, I'll help you with the dishes. And he was like, and, and Lorenzo said, oh, no, no, no. Don't worry about that. She can handle it. I'm like, oh. And we already know Monet rarely smiles, but she really got like rocks in her jaws now because... She's being pushed to the side while he just comes in and walks all over and just takes command because he's head of the household. Now, here's where my question come in when it comes to Zeke. Zeke comes to the house. He bringing friends. One of the friends is one of his teammates, which is the young man. I, I forget his name. Is it Eric? I don't know. But uh, the one that Deontay, not Deontay, uh, uh, uh. Kane's brother. Oh, I forgot his name. But anyway, Kane's brother, the one that's been messing around with the basketball player. He's there. I'm going to call him D for the moment because I can't remember his name. But anyway, he brings, Zeke brings this basketball player teammate to the house. And I didn't understand why. I truly couldn't understand the, I'm like, does Zeke not know what his family does for a living? Now, Zeke may not know about, eh, I, know, I know they keep Zeke in the dark. I, I understand that part, but I don't understand how he doesn't know that his family is a family of drug dealers. Why would you bring someone from the outside who's not part of that life, who has the potential to rat folks? I don't understand. It, it, it just confuses me as to what Zeke is aware of. And what he isn't aware of, because bringing this guy to the party was not a good idea. Not a good idea. So I was very, very confused. Uh, I, oof, 
child, I couldn't figure that out. Like, why would you bring this guy there? It makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. None. But I, I hope someone in the comments let me know. I think it's Drew. Drew is the Drew is the guy that's seeing the basketball player uh, on the team. And we already know that the basketball player has already had gone to the police last season talking about uh, uh, bringing up Zeke's name and Zeke's family when it came to that murder that happened at Stansfield. You know, the guy that, that two-bit killed and uh, was found floating in the water. And you remember the basketball player was... Um, with them when they were because he knows that the family's into something because he you know when they beat up drew he found out that drew was family was into some kind of illegal activity so to me it just seemed like mm. so you know zeke is affiliated with this yet again more confusion more questions but at any rate monet pretty much excused the player you know drew's boyfriend from the house. She, she told him, you got to go. You don't need to be here. You need to get out. So that's that. Um, <clears throat> we get, okay. So with Lorenzo back in place, he is insisting that Drew be his number one guy or his number two, I should say, his number two next to him. He feels that Drew is the strategist. He feels like his head can really be in the game. He feels as though Drew is the one that could keep a level head and run the business should anything happen to him or should he move on. I do understand and I do agree with, with that perspective. I do agree with him. I think that Drew does have the headspace for it. What I didn't quite get was all of a sudden now Drew is ready to take on the game because since it, this started, Drew ain't won no parts of this. Drew is inter was interested in going to college and taking up art and living his best life. Now that dad's back, now he's ready to be that man, that guy. I, it, it's, it's a little astonishing. Maybe he's feeling a little power. You know, it's, it's still called power. And he's, in, he's liking the power that's being bestowed upon him. Maybe that's it. Well, you know, Kane ain't here for that. Kane is still confused as to how and why Drew is being pushed into that position. And we know that Monet last season had stated that she feels like Kane should be in that spot. Now, this is early on in the scene because Kane's about them streets. This is what he wants. This is what he lives for. And Lorenzo's thing, thing is, well, you know, Kane is a hothead. He's not a strategist. As long as he had the streets, you know, fearing him, he's good. It ain't a big deal. So we're going to leave him where he is. Basically, Kane going to be the muscle. Kane going to be the soldier. There it is. Diana is feeling herself because, you know, this is daddy's girl. Honey, she is all in daddy's face. She's like fixing daddy breakfast in bed while, you know, Monet sitting up there. She's like, well, you're not going to fix my breakfast. And she was like, well, it's daddy's welcome home breakfast. She's not here for it. Monet had to choke her up in the bathroom. She was like, why did you even let him, you know, go through the trouble of getting him out of prison? 
and on and 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 Diana's answer is, well, you know, I'm trying to keep the family together. You know, we really were falling apart, and this and that. Child, my name's like, you got my house, you know, because she was mad as hell at Miss Diana. Diana is running around here thinking that her, you know, she got her head up in the air because daddy's home. So what we see in this a divide in the household. The family is not coming together. It's a divide because we got Kane and Monet on the outside looking in. And then you got Drew and Diana and Lorenzo on the other side. So this building this, the family together, it ain't happening. They're actually becoming even more divided. Now, before Lorenzo got back, Monet had lost control. She did, and Tariq pointed out, you think you you in control and you running things, but there's stuff going on underneath your nose that you don't even know about. So, Tariq put Monet onto game. So now, Monet's gotta play her hand a little bit differently. When it comes to Mecca, you know, Mecca's been insisting that uh, he needs to meet C because that's his son. He's insisting on, you know, he wants a relationship still to be going on, despite the fact that Lorenzo's back. And that's a dangerous thing. So Monet was like, look, I don't know when you're going to get a chance to meet your son. Right now, it's not a good time. And as far as us is, con is concerned, it's too dangerous. It ain't going to happen. It's over between us. That's it. But we know Mecca ain't going down like that. Mecca was out riding around at the basketball court without Zeke realizing it, watching Zeke play basketball. So Mecca's not, <laughs> he ain't going out like that. That's not how this is going to work. Lorenzo done already asked um, Kane about who's your connect. Kane's like, I have to check on it and let me see what the connect said. Because he could, you know, obviously Lorenzo wants to meet the connect. Connect don't want to meet. Connect is Mecca. Mecca don't want to meet Lorenzo. Mecca's not interested at this point. And he let, you know, um, well, first he was kind of testing um, testing Kane out, see where his head is in this. And Kane was like, look, I ain't trying to give up something that I got. Right now, I'm, I'm holding the higher cards. I'm holding the aces and the kings and the queens, you know, and the jokers right now, as far as the family is concerned, because I'm the one that has access to the connect you think i'm gonna try to ruin that by giving that up right now so you know he is thinking kane is thinking so kane goes on and says look here he tells lorenzo eventually he was like look i don't understand why you feel as though um drew should be your number two as instead of me and, you know, Lorenzo goes back and explains yet again. He was like, look, Drew's about, you know, you are needed in a different capacity. And, and Drew is more of the strategist, the thinker, the blah, blah, blah. So for right now, Kane is like, okay, well, you know, you, you can't meet the connect. I'm your connect. That's how, that's how we're going to play it. So I don't know how between Kane and his father, how this is going to work out because, you know, Kane is like, look, I got to keep the upper hand here. And apparently as far as my dad is concerned, you know, he don't see it that way for me. So I'm going to go over here and play with mom because Monet is like, I got to do my own thing. I got to work with Tariq and I got to get business on my side because right now it's not working with your dad. So we see Monet is going to work with Tariq. Now I'm going to get to Tariq. Tariq, you know, he, you know, he's been, he's been locked up over the holidays and all of that. When he first go to bail hearing, 
you know, um, he was denied, you know, he was denied bail the first time around. Um, and basically the main reason is because he shot, he was, he's, he's been brought up on two counts of murder charges, shooting Rodriguez, killing Rodriguez and killing the professor Jabari. Now, should Tariq be in prison? Yes, he should. You know, he killed his father. Uh, he already killed a cop once before. Tate knows that. Uh, the guy that, the, the, the dirty cop that killed his sister. So he's he's a serial killer at this point. And then he killed Professor Jabari because Jabari was on to him. Now, Rodriguez, he had nothing to do with that. Absolutely nothing to do with it. He didn't even have dealings with Rodriguez. But anyway, so he got denied the first time around. So he's in the um, room talking to Saxon Davis. And Davis was like, look, I didn't expect for them to let you out because, one, you you are alleged to have killed a cop. So that was going to be really hard for you to get out um, based on that. Now, Saxon's sitting there acting as though Tariq is, is a cop killer. And Tariq, well, I mean, technically, yes, he is. But not this particular cop. I'll put it like that. Sax is trying to get Tariq into admitting that he committed these murders because Sax is just determined to make Tariq, well, Tariq is a serial killer. But in this case, you know, Sax is not acting in the interest of being Tariq's attorney. He's acting really more so as the prosecution. That's the way he's kind of acting. And Davis like, you need to be quiet. So Davis tells Tariq, look here, the only way you're going to get out of here is you're going to need some influence. Uh, somebody of influential matter or somebody influential going to have to get you about here because right now as it stands, it's not looking good for you. Tariq was like, bet, I got that. So we see Tariq ends up talking to Councilman Tate or Professor Tate now because he's teaching at Stansfield in that canonical, canonical, canonical studies course, ethics or whatever. Tate was like, look here, dude. Um you messing up everything that we supposed to have planned here. He said, why do you think I'm at Stansfield teaching a course? You know, I want, you know what I want, you know what I asked you to do. And now you locked up. I, I don't understand. So Teresa's like, look, tell you what I was, I'm friends with Brayden and I went to his his family's uh, vacation house, you know, and all of that. And I saw whatever the councilman's name, uh, not um, representative's name, you know, he was in a fraternity and I know you want his seat. I saw the college, um, his college yearbook, and there are some disturbing things in there. And if they became public, he could lose his seat. So, of course, you know, now Tate's listening. Tate was like, okay, tell you what, I'll, I'll grant you this. I'll work some strings for you to get up out of here. But you're going to damn sure have to get me that yearbook or we're going to have some problems. And I'm going to make life real hard for you. All right, that's cool. So Tate comes through, they go back to court, and this time around, you know, they bring up some things that was, you know, should have brought up, you know, it's like, well, there was a, uh, uh, even though there was a badge found in the dorm room, there are two people that share that room. It doesn't mean that that's Tariq's, Tariq placed that badge there. So that was a good argument. Long story short, Tariq was, able, uh, Tariq was able to get out on Belle. He has to wear the ankle bracelet. So he's very limited on where he can go. So at this point, we can see Tariq is going to 
really play the role of calling the shots because he can't go many places. He's very, very, very limited to where he can go. I mean, of course, he goes to see the probation officer. Of course, he can go to class, be on campus, but run out to Queens or run out to these different areas around the New York City and the different uh, uh, boroughs, I guess. He can't do all that. Okay. So when he gets out, he, he he's angry at Brayden. Tariq is angry at Brayden because Brayden is part of the reason why he's locked up. And Brayden's like, look, I didn't know, like, what was really going on with you. You know, I mean, you know, we're not really being open with each other. And Tariq's, you know, thing was, I told you not to deal with Kane. I told you to stay away from Kane. And now look what happened. I got thrown in the, in the slammer because you didn't listen. You make a stupid. He said, okay. He like, Braden was like, look, let's not put the blame on each other like that. We both made our mistakes. We both stepped in the wrong position. I'm sorry. You know, I, I still want to be good with you. So Tariq, thinking about this, Tariq is like, okay. Tariq decides that he's going to apologize and he's going to level up with Brayden and tell him about what's been going on. He talked about 2-Bit. He talked about Kane and, and Monet and all this stuff. He he breaks it down to Brayden. So finally, he's being open to Brayden. Uh, Tariq plays this game just like his dad. He's so much like his father. And I think he's starting to realize it. Because, you know, between Ghost and Tommy... Ghost was good for not giving all the information to Tommy that needs to be given. And then Tommy makes decisions based on limited information. And then there's problems. Okay. Lots of problems. Errors being made. Situations getting out of hand because he's going off of incomplete information. Ghost was really good about need to know basis. Really good. And so is Tariq. Tariq thing is now he's got to play revenge factor. That's where he's trying to put everybody in place. Look at this like a chessboard. So him and Braden are good. They're going to work together. They're going to try to do this course correct eventually. Right now, some of the campus is hot, so they can't really do it right now. So it is a good idea that they stop the course correct because things is hot right now. So that's a smart move. We also got Effie. I like Effie. I'm team Effie for Tariq. I, I absolutely feel like she is the best of both worlds. She is at an Ivy League University, just like Tariq. I think she's over at Yale. She's in the game. She's smart. And she knows how to play her position. And that I like. So she's talking to Tariq. And she, you know, she also helped Tariq realize that Brayden, you know, uh, uh, you got to be more open and honest with Brayden for, for you guys to work together. So Tariq has got his team. He got Brayden and he got uh, Effie. And Effie's standing by his side. You know, Effie really, you know, she really cares for Tariq. She really does. And she was hurt when Tariq, you know, uh, when he broke up with her. But anyway, so he got a team. He's under, he knows that Monet needs him. So, uh, because things, you know, I don't know if Tariq knows about Lorenzo being out, but he knows that uh Monet needs him. So that this is working out so far in Tariq's favor. He even had Effie go meet up with Monet and them discussing how they're going to do business. And that, you know, Tariq was like, look, I'm out, but I can't, I'm limited to where I can go. So my eyes and ears going to have to be Miss Effie, you know, talk with her, let her know what's good. 
Um, so that was good to know. That was interesting to know, I should say. Not good to know, but interesting. Lauren. Trick was kind of like, you know, right now, I don't see it for you. Now, Tariq is unaware of the wire. But he was like, you didn't even come down to the courtroom to be, you know, to, uh, uh, to be on my side, to support me. And Lauren's telling him, well, I just didn't know what to think. I didn't know this. You know, she had all kinds of excuses. And Tariq was like, you know what? I don't see it for you right now. Um, I got too many other things on my mind. And I need people that's going to be supportive of me. And you're not there. So we're going to just not be there together. How about that? <laughs> and he said, I will get my things out of your apartment. Because remember, he was renting an apartment that he was going to have with gas. But he got locked up. And this was Lauren's brother's apartment. He said, I'll leave the key and I'm good. Lauren, now, he, again, he doesn't know that Lauren was wearing a wire and she's also part of the reason why he got his butt locked up. He don't know this part yet. Now, Lauren is in her feelings and Lauren is upset and Lauren goes to Professor Milgram and lets her know, look, look, you know, this ain't right. How come you didn't tell me that Tariq was always the target and, and you know, she's letting her have it. And Milgram is like, look, what needed to be done needed to be done. And you helped a person, uh, you helped the situation and, and it worked in our favor for the moment. And basically she shrugged her off like, girl, I don't care about it. Oh, Tariq also let it be known that, told Lauren, Lauren about Zeke and Professor Milgram. So Lauren threw that in Professor Milgram's face about, yeah, I know about you and Zeke. Professor Milgram was like, you don't know anything. <laughs> I think Lauren is going to be piv I, I think Lauren is going to cause Professor Milgram to finally lose her job. Because she already see what time it is with Professor Milgram. She got used and she didn't realize she was being used. And now that she knows she's being used and Professor Milgram out here messing around with students, yeah. She gonna get Professor Milgram. Lauren goes also to the prosecution and talk about this wire situation. And I didn't know what it all entailed. And she's, you know, she was tricked and this and that. And the, pro and the prosecutor was like, girl, that is not my problem. She said, this teaches you a lesson. You need to read everything before you sign, which is true. Meanwhile, Sachs was over overheard the whole discussion between the prosecution and Lauren, but he hit around the corner. So I don't know how he's going to play this because we know he's going to try to railroad Tariq. We, it, we know that. So he hides around the corner. Lauren leaves. She, um, then uh, Sachs come out to speak. You know, he was going to ask uh, the lady he'd been messing around with, the prosecution lady. You know, he's going to ask her out. She was like, well, I have a lot of work to do. I can't make it. And he was like, you know what? I do too. So we can make another night. Because now he's got some more information. How he's going to use it, I don't know. Um, Monet wants to know what's going on with Tariq's case. She wants to get some information. She came to, with 250K and Davis said, look, you're going to need to double that. So now she needs 500K. And he was like, and even with the 500K, I'm still going to only give you what is absolutely necessary based on what I think you need to know. Here we go again with on a needs to know basis. He said, so don't think you're going to get everything. You're going to get a little bit more than you should. Well, anything is, is more than she should, because this ain't got nothing to do with her yet. But 
He said, I'm going to give you a little piece of something, some information. But it's only going to be bits and pieces. So, all right. You know, Dave's always looking to keep the, to keep the upper hand in any situation he's involved in. So we got that going on. Um, seems like I'm forgetting something else. So that those are the main things that happened um, in the, as far as, you know, th- them returning back and as far as Tariq making his way and seeing what's going to happen. Lorenzo, you know, has, you know, uh, is doing his thing as being the head of household, but Monet is not here for it. I don't see, oh, and we did bring up, well, you know what, that doesn't even make any difference right now. I think that next episode, Kane and Drew, I think we saw some foreshadowing of there's going to be a murder there. I don't know who's going to murder whom or who's going to end up being killed. I believe that Kane is going to definitely make the attempt to kill his brother. Because they played out a situation that comes from the Bible, the whole Cain and Abel, and the gift to the father, and all of that at the bar. They played that out, and it was to me like, uh uh-oh, there's going to be a battle. Somebody between one of them is going to die. And I also predict that the guy that Drew was messing around with, the basketball player, he's going to have to end up getting killed. He's a liability. He ain't part of the game. He, he's witnessing and observing too much, and he has the propensity to talk, which we already know that he has the propensity to talk. I think Drew's going to be placed in a position where he's going to have to kill him. I really see that coming. So that basketball player ain't going to make it. Uh, the battle between Mecca and Lorenzo, I can't wait. I think that's going to probably be in the uh, episode 10. That's going to be interesting. Monet, um, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to say about you, girl. You, but like I said, good episode. I'll be back next week with more review on Power Book 2. Talk to you later. Peace.